Macca. Hey, Streety. We are recording live in studio yeah. for Sports and Spit episode number 30. Episode 30. It is the special Boomers World Cup edition on the eve of our quarterfinal versus the Czech Republic. Well, we're about probably an hour and a half or so away, or maybe an hour and ten minutes away from the Boomers taking the court against the Czech Republic. Yep, and at the moment we have live um, coverage of the USA versus France. Uh, France currently holding a six-point lead in what is promising. It's a pretty good game so far, but uh, sitting like living room, taking in hopefully what is the US's last uh, game of the tournament where they can progress. Well, it would be lovely. I've got uh, a bit of cash coming away. Should France win the tournament. Are you back France to win the tournament? Drew? I did at $26. $26. And they were playing oh. pretty juicy odds. I thought they had a pretty good roster and were underestimated. I'd happily give all that prize money up, though, for the Boomers to uh, take the medal, without a doubt. Then let's very quickly talk World Cup. What have you thought about the tournament so far? Have you enjoyed it? I have. Um, yeah, I, I've watched games every night, multiple games. It's been good watching... Um, you know, probably not so much of the really lower-ranked countries, but uh, certainly some surprises from the Euros. Um, yeah. Poland was, was one team that has never really been on the basketball scene who made yep. the quarterfinals. So they got ousted last night by Spain. Yep. Uh, we play the Czech Republic tonight, who traditionally haven't been um, on the basketball scene mm. um, on a major stage anyway. Yep. Um, they're having a good run. Got some good players in their team who certainly will give us trouble tonight. Yeah, I think it had been Poland's first time in the World Cup, basketball World Cup anyway, since uh, since the late 60s, I think, or somewhere around there, what I believe. And to make the quarterfinals, like, for the Polish... Yeah, was massive. ...awesome result. Minus and their best, or, or maybe not best, but most well-known player, Marcin Gortat, the Polish yeah. hammer. Yep. He wasn't there. No. Um, he's a current free agent in the NBA, so maybe... Uh, I've I got to tell you, Streety, I've been really impressed with the quality of, of the tournament, the quality of teams that, that countries are putting together. Yep. Uh, the, the, even when you don't look at a roster and recognise NBA talent on the roster, the guys that are, that are, that are playing at that level now especially in Europe, there's some amazing players. I mean, uh, like the, the level of talent outside of the NBA is really high. Yeah. And it's not just the gap that's closing in FIBA international basketball, but certainly the gap between professional leagues seems to be getting a lot smaller. Yep. Uh, very impressed with even Argentina last night. You know, you remember the Argentinian golden era of, of you know, like the guys like Manu Ginobili, Pablo Prigioni, all those guys that kind of... 2000 to 2006 was their era. Yeah, but that Argentinian team, mate, they they're a good shot. You know, like they'll be tough to beat. Absolutely. Yeah. They, um, they smashed Serbia uh, last night. Yeah, Serbia, who widely were tipped to make the final and potentially Definitely. even beat the US, uh, just had a bad game. And this well, they World had Cup two bad games, didn't yeah. they? Like, you can't I mean, have bad games in this. No, um, they lost two games in a row, and then you're out. Like, and at this stage of the tournament, basically one game and you're out. Like, I mean, that's the situation the Boomers face tonight. Yeah. You know, you, you do play in classification games, but your whole tournament is over for what you expected it to be. Proud basketball country, Serbia. Um, a lot of fingers will be pointed the way they've gone out. Um, yeah. It was interesting to see Jokic on the bench yep. uh, last night, you know, 
their most well-known and noted player. Um, and a guy who had played well yeah. up until probably the last two games of the tournament. They, he seemed to be figured out, didn't he? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, that's the thing I've noticed probably the most of this World Cup. Your big NBA names have kind of, um, I guess it's the style of play, have in, in essence faded back into the pack. And you, the biggest example of that was... The Greek freak, reigning NBA MVP. Yep. Um, you know, Giannis, didn't Giannis have outstanding scoring games uh, when he was playing for Greece. Yep. Um, and the physical nature of, of FIBA play, mm. really, you know, him barreling into the lane and, 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 you know, sure, he probably drew a lot of fouls, but the ability to finish them, you know, um, mm. the contact is probably much less yeah. in the NBA. Yep. Um, he just wasn't getting the opportunities to put the ball in the hole. Um, as what he does in the NBA. It's obviously less isolation um, offense yep. that we have, more of a team game. Sure. Um, and there, there were times that I was watching Greek games where Greek Freak was either benched for longer periods and not necessarily, um, you know, being mm. the focal point of his team's offense. Yeah, it seems like uh, the, the mentality of one-out basketball definitely lives strong in the NBA, but... In FIBA games and would seemingly in European professional leagues and in the NBL as well, which is a well-regarded professional league now, ball movement, team basketball is the way to win tournaments, right? Like, I mean... Absolutely. And, you know, having a spread of talent that when someone gets into foul trouble, because realistically that's all you would have had to do to Greece is, you know, at some stage attack, superstar players like Ante Tecumpo on yep. defence and if you get him in foul trouble I mean you only get five fouls it's not that many like you know mm. and guys that are used to playing in the NBA with six there's a little bit more freedom yep. you know if you get a couple of early foul calls you're in some foul trouble and then your depth is in trouble Yeah, and so you know ball movement and the way that you can actually get everybody involved both offensively and defensively is absolutely critical and that's why a lot of the teams I think you're seeing successful in our last podcast episode, I commented on the, I think it was when we were watching the Boomers in the USA on a Thursday night, and I commented on the caliber of the US team's coaching staff. I'd happy to say I would eat humble pie to say that a lot of the, a lot of, the, I've seen some really good coaching in the World Cup. Yep, I've seen a lot of, I've seen a lot of uh, like coaching staffs have been together a long time. They know the talent that they've got, and yep. they know what their strengths are as a team. And they've very well drilled their teams into understanding that. Yeah. And that's very important if you want to win a tournament that sees you now in the format of playing seven games in 14 days. Yeah. That's a lot of basketball to get through. Yeah. And uh, there was only one instance that I've seen a bit of NBA play creep into this World Cup game. And it was actually the USA-Greece game on Saturday night Mm. where uh, Coach Popovich from the USA repeatedly threw double teams on Giannis. Yep. The Greek freak, where I can't remember any games from any team where, you know, uh, I mean, a player might get doubled every now and then. Yeah. But first time where it was quite evident that it was happening every possession. Mm. Um, yeah, absolutely. You know, Greece stayed in the game for a bit through three quarters and then yep. just ran out of gas, didn't have quite the talent to overcome it. Yeah. Um, and I think that that coaches not, not being willing to double team one player speaks to that team ethos that most yeah. most countries are playing with. And I also think there's, especially on some European teams, a little bit of stubbornness from the coaching staff mm. not to, um, to to sort of pander or, or concede to that NBA style and say, hey, you know, like 
the game's b- bigger than the player. You know, we mm. we're you know we use Greece as an example. You know, we're we're Greek. We're Greek basketball. We this is how we play. And mm. you know, sure we've got the Greek freak, and he'll fit into us, and he'll make us better. Yeah. Um, ultimately, they yeah weren't better. I mean, outside of the US, where they just had superstar after superstar at the Olympics and at previous World Cups, you know, most countries had maybe three or four NBA talent guys, right? But now there's five or six on some roster. Yep. But but certainly, you know, Greece had the most well-known NBA player at this year's tournament in terms of the NBA MVP. Uh, and Serbia probably then had the yeah. most spread of, of NBA talent outside of the US again. Greece failed to and make the... Both of those teams are gone. Quarterfinals. They're both Serbia gone. lost in the quarterfinals. Yeah. And then you have a team progressing to the semifinals, mm. Argentina, mm. who I don't think have any current NBA players. They have probably a close to 40-year-old Luis Scola, yep. who um, looks like a different guy now he's cut his hair. but And could almost win the MVP of the tournament, the way he's been playing. Oh, it's unbelievable. At 40 years old, like he looks like he could be playing Masters games, but like... We'd take him. Yeah, well, definitely. Like He'd be my side for sure. So aside from uh, Greece and Serbia, any other sort of disappointments from the World Cup so far that, uh, that, that, um, that are of note? I There's not too many. Like, seeing Serbia go out is obviously the biggest shock. Yep. Um, I... I probably I like it wasn't so much of a shock but I like I guess Lithuania the way they had gone out they'll there's been a lot of press about the fact that they feel like they got some bad calls all that type of stuff typically they're a powerhouse in basketball right yeah um they probably just lost some tight games they lost a tight one to Australia um and you know, and then they lost a tight one to France, I think, yep. you know, to see them go out. Controversial, that it, one. What it probably shows is, so maybe they're a little bit of a disappointment. Um, you know, Russia to, like, a, like there's, there's disappointments that I see. The European teams are really quite strong. The yeah. tournament has been quite strong. Yep. The biggest surprise that I probably have had is how the format that FIBA are using in this tournament has changed where there's kind of two pools where you play your first round of pool games and then the, the results from that round of pool games kind of carries through. Yeah, was it, what do you make of that points difference, how that carries over? Do you do you like or not like that? I Do you know what? I don't mind it. I, originally, I actually thought that's not going to make much of a difference. But actually, when we saw it play out in this situation, it did make quite a big difference. A couple of nights ago, or last night, was it? Well, the Two che- nights ago, check. Greece and the Czech Republic, right? So yeah. in order to make the quarterfinals, Greece needed to beat the Czech Republic by 12 or more points. Yeah. Now, they beat them, but they only beat them by seven. So you had a really unusual situation in the game, and I think you commented on it in our message board yeah. that basically you don't often see a team celebrating when they lose. It totally flies in the face of what you would expect in sport. But the Czech Republic were quite satisfied with just keeping it under 12 points as a margin. Now, if we bring that to, I guess, the core of it, celebrating losing, yeah. like, should you be judged on the results of your games per game you play in the tournament? Because you don't need to obviously, you know, you don't necessarily have to win all your games to progress. No. Um, we've seen, you know, teams that have, you know, losses have cost them severely, mm. minor ones. Um or 
is overall i mean this this format that they're using now kind of points more towards overall tournament play yep and you know like really if you have a shit team in your in your pool you really got to crush them you can't you can't back can't, off which i yep. don't mind it from that point of view yeah i'm not quite sure how i feel about you know um not only needing to win a game, but to win by X amount or to lo- only lose by yeah. a certain amount. I'd, that it, oh. I think it can work. I, I think Woody, we just saw a bit of an offensive foul there from the US, Miles Turner, no, was who's a in a bit foul. of foul trouble. It's just started the third quarter in this semi-final, and he's absolutely just pushed off on Rudy Gobert, who flopped. That's a flop. That's ridiculous. Rudy, uh, you should be ashamed of yourself. You're French, French acting there. Yeah, bloody French pastry. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Anyway, for the record, we're going for France in this game. Yeah, no, I like the US. I hope they win. So, it's the land of the free and the home of the brave, mate. But I like. Uh, so back to that points difference thing. I I like it if you can have competitive teams in the World Cup. Um, and who was that? He just hit a massive no, three. Batum just had, he's got a four-point play. He, he just hit a four-point play to put him up by nine points. So he's got a free throw that might put him up by ten. And that's not a foul. Because Joe Harris closed out. They are getting hosed on calls of the U.S. at the moment. But this is what can happen. I, 41 points from the U.S. in two, two and a bit quarters of basketball is not very many. And Pop's not happy, but you wouldn't tell because he's just got stone face. So yeah, well, I fully expect the USA to make a run in this game in this quarter. So it's, it's definitely not a long, long way to go. But back to our convo. Um, okay, so you know, obviously spoken about. Um, Sorry, my point was oh, my yep. point was on the points difference thing. If you, it, it speaks. FIBA has to have competitive teams in the tournament. Yep. Relying so much and and bringing points difference into play won't work if you have teams that get blown out. If you've got cupcake teams in the in the tournament and they've yep. come through a weak qualifying pool and or a weak qualifying region, then it's going to cost you because what that means is that somebody can rack up massive points yep. and potentially make it through when they poten- when they may not deserve it, right? Yeah. So if you play a I don't know, like if you play an Ivory Coast for example, or Japan got smashed a couple of times in this one. Yep. You play Japan and you get a forty-point win. Well, that doesn't mean that you're a better team than Brazil, right? Who didn't play them in their pool, yeah, and and had a tougher pool, but just didn't bring through a bigger points di- like as bigger points difference, you know. So I think it means like what it show like as long as FIBA can make sure their qualifying tournament like qualifying process for the World Cup brings good teams to the tournament, yep. then I think it's fine. Yeah. Otherwise, then it swings it in people's favour. Yeah. It makes too much out of the pool draw as well. So, anyway. But, look, I mean, you know. Well, let's talk about, obviously, we're here to talk about the boomers and we sort of saved, saved the best to last for, for this little segment. The green and gold. Um, how are we feeling about the boomers? Uh, mate, honestly, I'm really nervous. And you know why? Because I'm an Australian basketball fan who's sick of finishing fourth. Yeah, same. And and this is... I, I was only thinking today, this is our chance. We've never had a better chance. Yeah. We've got the quarterfinal cross, like, match-up like, crossover that we wanted. We didn't want the US because you never want the US in the quarterfinal never. for some reason. I don't know why, but you just don't. And and this is our, our best shot at it, potentially a semi-final place and a medal, right? And you know, I thought to myself, Streety... This is exactly how I felt in Rio. Yeah. We were coming in 
and we actually won our quarterfinals and we were in the medal rounds and we were playing Serbia. Yes. Who, who we had beaten in the pool rounds. And they smoked us. So They didn't smoke us. They smashed us. Yeah. My my worry is based on what happened to Serbia last night, who you know came out with a stinker and, and had a shocker that, you know, like we 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 are two bad quarters away from a loss. You know, we've there's a couple of games we've had where we've had a bad quarter, mm. um, and we've got ourselves we either have either let teams back into a game or conceded a lead. Yeah, we we can't afford to do that from here on in. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I get nervous because of the fact that we haven't been convincing winners in any of our games and so what we've done uh, do you know in a tournament i feel like every team has a certain amount of luck yes and i feel like we're getting we must be getting close to using a lot of that luck. We, I, I feel like tight games the more tight games you play the closer i feel like you are to a loss there's been many games i guess particularly in rio where shots haven't fallen where in this tournament yeah they have yeah, that's T- right. To, to counter what you said, I was thinking about this today, um, and I mentioned it on in a message to a friend mm. um, that even though we haven't been convincing in some wins, um, and whilst we you know didn't bury um, Senegal and other teams like that, um, the flip side of that is that those sort of you know dour quarters where you know we've had to you know grind ourselves out of a eight sort of nine point hole in some of those games or you know, get back up after conceding a lead. Those are sort of character-building things which may, you know, obviously are going to help us in this to knowing that we can actually, you know, get out of a hole. Whereas in years past, if we got down seven or eight points in a a third quarter, Mm. we've usually folded. Yeah, absolutely. Um, The the wins that we have had will galvanise a team and give them more momentum. And I think our experience from Rio has really sort of driven this current group yeah. of the guys that were there to say, we're not going to let this happen again and we yeah. know we can do it. We, yeah. we, we let ourselves down last time and yeah. we're not going to let this happen twice. Yeah, I agree with that. I, the other thing that makes me like the other thing that makes me a bit nervous is just the format of this tournament has been one game every second day Yeah, and our lack of depth and the fact that we've had to rely on someone like Joe Ingalls to do so much for us. Those guys must be tired by now. Yeah. Right? And 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 I feel like that we're a bad game away. Yeah, like as in we get past the Czech Republic tonight, which which on, on paper and the way that both teams are playing we should. If we get past them we play a semi final against Spain, yep. who have had an extra day's rest, but are probably about the same average age, if not older. Yeah. And and I feel like at some point that'll come into play in the tournament, right? Yeah. So how well have you recovered? How much have you had to use? So having a close game against Senegal hasn't allowed us to use no, you're the right. three guys that are at the end of our bench ever, right? Like I don't know, I, d- I don't know if Cam Glidden or Dave Barlow have hit the floor yet at all. I'd, like, I haven't checked the box score, but I'd be very surprised if they've played very much. They might have played against and the minutes, Senegal. And the minutes they may have played aren't very meaningful at all. That's right. To really... To take the pressure off the that's other right. guys, right? Like consistently foul trouble has like meant that, you know, Bogut's had to play or Baines has had... Like, Bogut's been in foul trouble, so Baines has had to play heaps. Yeah. And then Bogut... Oh sorry, Baines fouled out against Dominican Republic. And those guys have had to play big minutes. Yep. And I just wonder what sort of a toll that's taken. So, uh, Paddy Mills has obviously has been, you know, President Paddy, Paddy for PM. Yeah. Paddy Thrills, you know, he, he's our leader, the heart and soul. He yeah. is Basketball Australia. Pat McCock, yep. Um, 
Pat Malone. Yep. Paddy Mills. <laughs> he's the greatest. He is, yeah, um, definitely. And then I've got to say, you know, a good, good friend of ours is Aaron Baines' fanboy. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's, he uh, he's been spruiking him for, for months. Yep. But he, he's shown up. Well, he showed up in the last game. I mean, the game before that, he got a double foul. and He was good yeah. the game before that. But he, I'm sorry, he has had a good tournament. I'm not saying that he hasn't. But, you know, I don't want to get too carried away with the no. Aaron Baines love because he had a good game last time. I don't think you're going to see Aaron Baines hit five or six threes in this in, the, in tonight's game. No. Because you didn't see it. You haven't seen that happen before. No. So, no. you know. Career high. Yeah. So um, I doesn't I, I wouldn't I wouldn't bank on it. It's not going to be in my scouting report. So let's talk about this Czech game. Yeah. Um, Czech Republic, notably, their best player is Thomas Sadaransky. Yep. He is a, a one slash two guard for the Chicago Bulls, previously yep. from the Wizards. Yep. Signed a fifty million dollar contract in the off season. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a very good player. He um, he's good for mid range. He's a good shooter. Yep. And he's a great leader, and he yep. can pass the rock. Yeah. So he's obviously uh, the guy that we need to shut down the most. Yeah. Uh, but some other handy guys from the Czech Republic are their centre Balvin. Yep. Who looks like Count Dracula. Mm-hmm. He's just taken off his cape. Yep. Um, he's a big centre. He's got got some uh, bit of game, and then they have another good wing shooter. I think he's number seven. Yeah. He's got a, a beard. So, you know. The biggest thing that I worry about for us is having a poor shooting night yep. and coming in thinking, yeah, we've got the easy side of the draw and, and maybe being a little bit complacent yep. um, against the Czechs. Yep. Um, that all should probably you know, sort itself out in the first sort of four or five minutes of this game yep. as the USA hit a three to bring it back to six. Six after, yeah, they've just hit two threes in a row. Yeah. Um, yeah. Listen, I think we can, you know, we'll we'll go in favourites against mm. the Czechs. Oh yeah, without uh, doubt, we should win, which will put us in a semi-final. So we'll be playing for a medal. So that'll put us against Spain, and and then we'll be playing for medals from there. Yep. I, look, I think tonight, uh, so goes Joe Ingles, go the Boomers. Yep. Um, Joe Ingles has basically at the start of the tournament. And and in the U.S. game where we in the exhibition game where we beat the U.S., I think the Boomers coaching staff started to realise that Joe Ingles may not be your fourth choice point guard. He might be your second choice point guard after Matt Delavadova. Yep. Um, and that Joe probably in different matchups gets you into your offense a little bit more. It, Paddy Mills has been easily Australia's best player. Right. Like the work that he does on the defensive end and the offensive end. Phenomenal for Australia. Yep. And you need him and, and all those kind of things. But if Joe Ingalls doesn't turn up and if Joe Ingalls is tired or if Joe Ingalls somehow gets shut down, <coughs> excuse me, then the Boomers are in a heap of trouble. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the guy that we, he was our most maligned player coming into the yeah, tournament. Absolutely. Um, yeah, definitely. I bagged the crap out of him. And yeah, same. Most maligned for a reason. Um, yeah. You know, he's he's been vocal, he's had a lot to say. and. You know, rightly so. We felt that his performances haven't warranted, um, you know, his well, talk. Yeah, he's, he's, you he's, know. to his credit, done all right. France uh, sort of wavering a little bit here. Well, Come on. He, he easily, he has easily, he's been the rock on which each one of our wins has been built. Like yep. Every time we need a big basket, he doesn't care about the moment. He steps up pretty solidly. Yeah. And it, and there's been sporadic guys around, like Baines had a good game last time. Mills has been consistently our top scorer. 
you know, in the first, in the early rounds, we got some good points out of, um, like, you know, Jock Lendell and, you know, and those yeah, guys. Nick Kay's played his role well. Yep. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Nick Kay, he's a, he's a favourite of ours here at Sports and Spitter now. Big favourite of ours. I, I think what the Boomers will start to see now in these last three games, wherever, if they be in the medal rounds, we will struggle with our lack of depth. Yeah. You know? Like, uh, I think the fact that we haven't been able to play those guys, Joe Ingalls and those guys will be tired. Um, I, I'm not being negative, but I, I get very nervous that we won't get past this Czech team. So, but we'll see. And looks like France have just kicked it back out to uh, sixth. Big, big six. three point Evan Fournier there. Mm. And look, right. what I would say about what I would say about tonight's game, Sadaransky. FIBA World Cups typically, or FIBA World Championships, are usually won on guard play. Yep. That's how Argentina beat the US. and Killed them know, on pick and, and rolls. And guard play is, is you know, is what's going to win you a tournament. And that's easily where Australia's strength is. So that's in our favour. Um, but at the same time, you know, no one's been consistent in that space. Yeah. So, you know, like, I feel like, Delavadova shot the ball well in the first couple of games. Maybe, you know, we've we've got to keep getting a big game out of somebody yeah. because of the fact that we don't have the depth that we possibly could have, you know, with Jonah Bolden, Xavier Cooks and all those guys. And people will say now, oh, well, we didn't need those guys anyway. Well, let me tell you when you need them. You need them in the quarterfinals, semifinals and finals. Yeah, that's right. Because the older guys are tired, they're beat up, they're banged yeah. up and they've been playing it every, a game every second day and... There's only so much in the tank, mate. So, That's right. Yeah. And the USA have just brought this back to one Donovan Mitchell with five straight points. Yeah. We've got a two-point game. France did lead by as many as 10 in this third quarter. Well, oh, Jesus, they re- led by 10 a minute and a half ago. Yeah, so, so it's a bit of a run. Couple of There's the US shots. strength for you. They can put points on you whenever they want. So. They can. Anyway, um, so look, I'm very hopeful of the Boomers' chances tonight, Strudy. Very hopeful, but but I have my doubts. Well, I'm I'm calling a win. I don't think we're going to blow them out. I think again it'll be you know a pretty tightly contested. But I'm going to say that we're going to win between eight and twelve is going to be our winning yeah, margin. Right, that's a lot for this tournament. Eight eight to twelve. That's a lot. Yeah. That's I don't think win. we'll be getting near the hundreds. We might be looking like a seventy-five sort of you know sixty-seven or seventy-five sixty-three scoreline. See, I feel like if we can't score close to the hundreds, then we don't win. But okay. like, that's, I don't know, who knows. I'm not based on any science other than I like to see us score 100 points. But I feel like that s- style of game would suit us more. Yeah. So like a shootout type scenario. Just to loosen the guys up and mean that, you know, it means they're hitting shots. Depends on, our, on our, how, we've, how we've scouted the, the checks. But from what I've watched them, you know, they have their one good centre, Balvin, and then mm. their depth in the, in, in the middle drops off a bit. So I feel that, yeah. uh, you know, Landau, Bogut, Baines... Ha- have an advantage um, inside. Um, Jock Landell has to turn up tonight. He hasn't really been there against the more athletic teams, and the Czechs aren't really known as an athletic team as such. No. But but Baines and Bogut need Landell's help. Yes. Right? So they they need another big man's help. Even though I've talked about guard play being the key, definitely big men will they need to take that pressure off. You know. So um, so it will be very interesting. I'm really excited. I, like. You know, the game's on at 11 o'clock at night. I've got to go to work tomorrow. Mate, you wouldn't see me go anywhere but watching that game, you know? Like, I don't want to miss it. I've been a basketball fan since I was six years old. 
And these are the games you live for. And the US have just tied this up now. So it's a shit turnover by France. That's a bad pass. Get that big yeah. Afro fella off. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so we're both going Boomers wins. Um, the nerves are kicking in. I'm starting to get a bit nervous about this game. Mm. Um, all right, so uh, go so, Boomers. So what do you? So let's just so to close out this basketball World Cup talk. Uh, as we approach the end of the third quarter, because we've got to get on to the footy finals and, and we've got to be finished before the Boomers come out. Shruti, who wins the Basketball World Cup? Who's going to win? Now that Serbia are gone, and is it Australia? Is I think it whoever, the US? Well, Cause whoever wins this game wins the World Cup. I, I've, like I've, whoever wins the US-France game? Yeah, I've said repeatedly that uh, that I feel that... Uh, well, I mean, I, I, I did bet on France pre-tournament. Yeah. Um, you know, I not only did I like their odds, I you know I like their team. I, I think they've got good players, a, a deep squad, uh, athletic, um, and you know good players. And that's a shit call. Good players in the right positions. Um, that's dumb of Rudy Gobert to close out on that three point shooter though. Yeah. That hard. That's silly. Anyway, um, he's seven foot. Just make yourself. Yeah. A so I, I think win. whoever wins this um, will win win the the tournament. Really? Um, yep. So the winner will come out of the US and France. What about what about Argentina? Do you see Argentina like doing anything? They were pretty impressive last night. They were. I, I think for for a team like Argentina, that perhaps they played they've played their best game already. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they they've played their grand final. You yeah. Know, in that the can quarters. happen, right? And yeah. That happens across a lot of sports. Well, I feel like that's what happened to Serbia. I feel like they came out playing semi final basketball in the first four games. Yeah. And and then they didn't have anywhere else to go. Yeah. Yeah. And if you go cold, if you can't hit shots and the defense is good, it's it's really hard. Yeah, true. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but Australia, yeah, listen, I, I think you know, we if if we win, we can really push push Spain, and I, I wouldn't rule us making the final. Um, yeah. But lo- but like you said, you know, a lot has to go right for us yet. Um, yeah, I just I I'm I just I worry about our depth this late in a tournament where they've had to play a game every two days and they've all been tough games. Yeah. They haven't been able to switch off very much and we haven't been able to get guys much rest. And China's not the easiest place to go and do recovery, I wouldn't imagine. Like, it wouldn't be very pleasant. <laughs> anyway, we'll see. So yeah. I'm pumped. I'm very excited. I Look, I probably think that maybe... Um, maybe, uh, like, outside of the US... If the US get through France today, then I think they'll win the tournament. Um if they don't, then I think Spain will probably win because I feel like this will be f- just like you described Argentina having already played their final. I think if France get past the US, that'll be their final. Yeah. Like that. That's they've got a. That, that's the best game you got to play to beat the US. Doesn't yeah. matter what, how talented, what, what lack of talent they've got. They're the US, mate. They're pretty good all round. So. Yeah, that's right. Anyway. Well, what a time to be alive. Um, mm. We've got World Cup. And we've also... Basketball, basketball, basketball. Yes. Now, let's just mention very briefly, probably the most important basketball tournament that's been going on across the world, the East Coast Masters, which we competed in. Yes, the, you and I over sports the weekend. and spit team, yep. Sports and spit sponsored team. Yep. So we, uh, a bunch of mates got together and we rolled them, laced them up and rolled out the balls again against New South Wales or the East Coast's finest. Over That's 35 right. players. Yep. We came away with a top four finish. Yes. We. Uh, w- how are you feeling after the tournament, Streety? You feel like you, you uh, could go out again and play again this weekend? No, no, I don't feel that way. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
I I got to say I'm very pleased that I can uh, I'm, I'm walking um, relatively and for the well, actually for the most part um, pain and discomfort free. Yeah. Um, oh. Yeah. So that's that's nice. Yep. French have gone colder than a freaking cucumber in a fridge here. And they're just about to go down. Oh, it's oh, a no. big layout miss. They're down by three that's now. That's a bad miss. Mm. Um, yeah, listen, it was fun. It, uh, it was fun, you know, playing against guys that haven't played for a long time or have seen for a long time. Reliving the glory days. Reliving so. the glory days. You know, I haven't played for the best part of a year since this one. Yeah. Um, and that showed in the uh, <laughs> showed the way that I shot the ball. The shooting percentage was a bit lower than you would have liked, right? Oh, so. well, there's no doubt. Yes, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think I hit my first three in our first game and went in to miss the next seven or row. I did see you do a push dribble in the first game to try and start a fast break, which on the push dribble you pushed it so far ahead of you that. I couldn't catch it. Yeah, you yeah, couldn't yeah. get to it. Well, so that was seen, quite amusing. <laughs> you've seen you've seen all those old school videos of dudes trying to, you know, yeah. start cars that had a choke and stuff like that. <laughs> that was like me, rusty that was old a car. Bit like that. Your mind was there. You had the right idea. The move was the was the right one for the situation. It's just the body didn't react in time. Didn't so respond. The ball went out in front of you and it just kept going and you didn't catch up. No, so. yeah, that's right. I wasn't, <laughs> wasn't quite... My hour of uh, pre-game warm-ups, I needed an hour and two minutes yeah. really bad to, to reach out and grab that one. Yeah, it was quite good. I really enjoyed it, actually. And so to all those guys, if they, if you are listening and you did compete in the East Coast Masters, good on you because I'm, I haven't been able to move at work this week. I, like My back seized up, my hamstrings have seized up. And I'm very much feeling my age. So, anyway, uh, congratulations to the Manly Seagulls who took out the tournament and took it way too seriously. Um, <laughs> fucking wake up to yourselves, you idiots. So, uh, good luck next year, though. I hope to see you again. So, anyway, that's fun. Now, let's move on. Don't worry about our sporting glory. Streety and I, uh, there'll be more of that to come. Footy finals. NRL is about to kick off their first week of finals, and the AFL is one week in, Streety. Yep. What do you think so far about the AFL, mate? Uh, no no surprises. Um, oh, actually, no, I'll rephrase that. I, I had Richmond going up to Brisbane to win that. Yep. Um, I had Brisbane winning that for my punters club, and um, thanks a lot to everybody in the punters club yeah, for I think, I think Richmond. Me. Sorry I about that, fellas. I said a couple of weeks ago, Richmond to win the flag. Yep. Uh, I felt that way. You saw them a couple of weeks ago. I when did. Down they, the Melbourne, down yeah. yeah, they destroyed the Giants. They looked pretty good in the yeah. wet. Yeah. Um, so Tigers for mine will win the flag. Um, I think they'll play Collingwood in the grand final. Yeah. Um, and both prelims will be favouring those teams as yep. they're both being Melbourne. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, teams we've got left is uh, West Coast and GWS Giants. Yeah. Uh, who else is there? Geelong. Yeah. And someone else. F- no, nah, I think that's about it, isn't it? That's the six teams. Yeah. West Coast, Giants, um... Geelong and Brisbane. Geelong, Brisbane, Collingwood, Richmond. and Richmond. So I think I think in the end you're probably right. I mean, Richmond are the hottest team at the moment. They've certainly reeled off the most amount of wins. And they're very comfortable at the MCG. I do feel like maybe there's still a little bit of life left in somebody like um, like West Coast or Geelong. I, I feel like maybe Brisbane and GWS are probably going to be up against it a little bit, even yeah. though they've got the home games this week. I think momentum's probably going to be against both of them and, and you know, experience will be against both of them. Um, but I, I don't mind your call of Collingwood being in the grand final. Like, 
they'll be competitive if they're there on the day again. Yeah, can uh, you imagine how crazy it'd be a Collingwood Richmond grand final oh, or Melbourne? It'd be be nuts. Yeah, it'd be yeah. uh, kind of cool to be in the city for that. It would be pretty good. Yeah. Uh, so, and I, you only, you and I were only talking before we recorded this episode. I didn't realise that the grand finals were split on weekends again. I know it doesn't always happen that way, but I just for some reason in my head had it always planned out. They were always going to be on the same weekend again. Yeah. So um, that's interesting. Anyway, two weekends of grand finals, yeah. which is good. And so. NRL finals kick off. Yeah. Unfortunately, the Bulldogs didn't make it this year. So. And fortunately for me, the Sharks finished higher than the Bulldogs in the ladder, so you owe me 50 bucks from our pre-season bet. Was it $50? I thought I owed you a dinner of some sort. No, no, sort no. It was 50 this was time. Was it 50 bucks? Okay. Yep. Definitely have to go oh, check the taste, but it's definitely no, no, 50 okay. I, Yeah, you have to check tapes. <laughs> I believe you, mate. So. Um, yeah. So I knew we had a bet. I just wasn't sure exactly what the way. We had the Storm minor premiers. Now they're the first team since 1995 to win 20 games in a season. Yep. Um, and Raiders and Manly did it in '95. They're the only two teams. Yep. To do that. Um, yep. So they deservingly. Do you think they're premiership favourites, Melbourne? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. But I don't. I don't think they can't get beaten. I feel like they'd easily be premiership favourites. Though, like if you talk about Richmond being the hottest team in the AFL. The Storm are easily, like, they've been clinical the last couple of weeks. Yeah, they have. Like, the way they've closed out games and the way that they've kind of taken that minor premiership and went, yeah, we want this and, you know, and what we need to do is this, this and this. I think they've been very impressive. So, I, you'll have to go a long way to beat Melbourne, I think. But it's absolutely doable. I mean, there's teams in there that can do it. Like, it's going to be a great matchup on Friday night, the Roosters versus the Bunnies. Like if you're talking about what that'll be like from an atmosphere perspective. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's that's always a, a great final. Mm. Um, that one can go other way. I mean, the the Bunnies beat Roosters last week in the last game of the season. I mean, admittedly, the Roosters did rest some players and maybe they didn't want to show all their cards. And yeah. if you're a coach, you wouldn't you, you wouldn't do that either. No, you wouldn't want to. Do um, that. <coughs> I think the Roosters will win that and progress through the prelim at the SCG. Yeah. Uh, on that side of the draw, we have um, Manly who finished sixth. Yeah. Uh, battered and bruised Manly. Uh, they play Cronulla, who snuck in from yeah, the last game yeah, of the let's year. Let's stop on that point for just a second. I just okay. want to bring up something that I don't particularly understand, and I, I probably haven't followed it closely enough. What are Manly playing at with bringing Tony Williams into the squad for this week's game from outside of their top 30? Is this a Des Hasler special? Is this a, is this a red herring? Is he, is he going to play... Like, do you know much about this tree? Yeah, it's weird. Um, it's never happened. Um, that's a massive shot by and, the US. And they got special dispensation from the NRL to bring him in for because there's so so many injuries. Where was he even playing? Because he was last with the Bulldogs, wasn't he? Yeah, I think he was playing in just the local league in the New South Wales Cup. So um, he's been running so out the for story the goes, They need to they need to field a squad of twenty one. Um, so. Right. And they couldn't do that given their, their their injuries. So they didn't have 21 fit players. But, yeah, in essence, well, that would have had to have been the case if they're going to bring him in. Um, well, the US are up by five here with eight and a half minutes to go in the fourth quarter, and they've got the ball. Well, if if he this, this goes it's, in, it's oh, game still on. missed it. Now they've got the rebound, offensive rebound. Yeah, so if the they US, score here, you have to think it's uh, going to be... So we've seen France go from 10 points up in the third quarter to now being five down in the fourth. And eight minutes still to go. They're in some trouble, the Frogs. Oh, oh there you go. He's just hit it a fade away. Wow. Yeah, Kemba Walker. Kemba Walker. That's why they do He's a big game player. There's a reason why they're getting $150 million for it. So, anyway. France, eh? Had the shot. Mm, yeah, exactly. So. Yep, back to the footy. Um, 
So the other thing about Manly, um, the interesting story during the week about, um, and I think it was very, very convenient, that there was a story emerged that they had found traces of asbestos um, in, in the soil in the soil of Brookvale, and they want, and the NRL were considering moving the game to the much bigger and more corporate friendly banquet stadium. Your conspiracy theory eyes are on here, Strudy. Is this the NRL trying to take the final away from Manly after the fan tried to punch Will Chambers in the face? Is that? Oh, I don't have something to do with it, and I, I don't think when the NRL made their decision at the end of last year to award teams a home, an actual home final in the first week only, they didn't envisage that it would be Manly, <laughs> given that they finished 15th last year. You wouldn't have wanted and it to be at Lotto Land, would you? Yeah, and, and, and given what happened in their previous home game where they had an incident with the fan, um, yeah, yeah, the NRL, the last thing they want would be to have a final at Brookvale. And as much as I hate Manly, um, it would have been pretty rough to you know, take that game off them, and, and you know, obviously, well, I'd, I'd I don't think you can. If you're in for a penny, you're in for a pound, and you yeah. know, you if you commit to having the finals there, you, you got to do it. it, ends up, if it ends um, up at yeah, I've, I found it. I found it. You know, like maybe they were a short a story short during the, at the start of the week and didn't have much to write about. But I, and I don't the, even the know, timing yeah, was very it, odd. It was, wasn't it? It was, it was, it was a, testing the soil. Big, big distraction. But they play the Sharks. You know, like Cronulla have un- underperformed all year. Uh, they've been disappointing. Mm. Um, you know, if they could kick a, f- a goal, a conversion, they would have been sitting third on the table. Um, and they widely were regarded as, you know, a top four talent. No, no, um, hold on. They weren't widely regarded. You regarded them as a top uh, four uh, talent. Widely regarded. No, who's wi- how widely do you think they were regarded as a top four talent? By a, who? A lot of Other people than you. pre-season were picking them top four. You picked them top four. Don't, you know, anyway. Widely. They have underperformed yeah. based on their roster. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. They, they lost true. games they should have won, and, and frankly, you know, as a Sharks supporter, been pretty, I did think they were going to be there in the finals. I, like it's true, I thought they were going to be there in yeah. the finals. He's a rookie coach though, like he's done yeah. okay with them this um, year. Like. But you know, it's a case of you know, it's a long season. As long as you're there, it's, it's a new season, and um, you know, we we play Manly and we have a shocking record against Manly. I think we've won mm. five of the last thirty-eight games. Um, we're playing at. At Brookvale, um, where our record percentage-wise is even worse, mm. um, we, Manly are battered and bruised, and I actually think we'll win. And I'm not saying that oh, just that because can you win? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Like, no, no, that's okay. But do you think you can win? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, because of how smashed up they are, or what do you think? That'll I mean, definitely come into Joe it. Joe Harris has uh, just raced straight through. Someone I, I think we we have a more talented. Roster, um, you know, we showed against the Tigers in that sort of, you know, 10-minute stint where we scored three tries that, you know, it, it's in us to, to be able to do that. Yeah. It just the, it's not there for 80 minutes, but... You did turn up for the big game last week. Like, I mean, you know, to yeah. have won that game, like, you made the Tigers look like they didn't even care about making the finals. So yeah. Like, so, when we, you know, when we put the foot on the gas, uh, we've got it in us. So, mm. um, you know, I, I honestly believe that if we beat Manly, I think we can, you know, go into that, Week after and play, you know, if, I'm, if we're taking the Roosters, we would play the Bunnies. Yeah. I think, you know, we've beaten South already this year, put 39 on them. Yeah. No reason why we can't win that and end up in Melbourne for a prelim. 
Mate, honestly, oh, no, I, no. I th- you're I think, the most I think eternal the optimist I've ever heard in my life. I think you're gone, but like, I, I love the fact that you just, you're so positive about it. Well, I have team. to be, right? Yeah, you do, absolutely. But that's what? what I've always loved about it. Your passion never dies. Jesus, DiColo's just gone straight to the rim and the referee has waved it off. That's ridiculous. That is the worst call. It's like a Filipino referee too. Yep. And honestly, what history have they got with He's Bart? still got a beef against uh, the Boomers for that fight. He would, This sure. This might go down as the worst officiating call I've ever seen. They... I don't know about that. Like, was it really that bad? What about the malice in the palace? There was a bit of probably. Oh, I mean, know, in terms of a, it was referee, a bad day on the court for the refs that day. He just too. waved waved off a made basket off a foul. Like you got to count yeah, that. Maybe. I don't know. How does the replay system? I still haven't been able to figure out the replay system. Is it a referee's choice of whether they look at something? Is there a rule of when they can look at something? Oh, that oh. counts. That's continue. That that's. What's he on no, about? Oh, he's waved it off. They're very unhappy. Oh, that's bad. That would have been an M1. Ho, ho, ho. Viva la France. And, yep. The other ref squares it up. Oh, <laughs> they hit they the <laughs> shot. Up. They hit the three to tie it afterwards, but it's not going to count. Oh, fair enough. It's a cruel sport. Um, so okay. what about for the rest? Of, so Melbourne are obviously the favourites in the NRL. You yep. think the Sharks can have a fairy tale finish and potentially be in a prelim? I think we can make a prelim them. if... <laughs> I think you're off your face. Yeah, maybe. Maybe but maybe not. But uh, I'm going to stick with it. Yeah, you might um, well, I, right, I Listen, I, I had the Raiders as um, grand final capable, but I think... Will they get there? No. No? I don't think that's... I'm not, sure, not so sure now. I think that... So who will... Like, let's say Melbourne do run it, and who will they play in the grand final? Oh, the Roosters. Again, I, I think, I think we'll to, see a right? repeat. Like, the, they've been the two best sides all year. Yeah. And um, the Bunnies have got discipline problems because they've got... Like yeah, Melbourne thing. seem to have a habit of you know a year on year off mm. lately. Um, yeah, losers in sixteen, winners in seventeen, losers mm. in eighteen. You know, will they win it in nineteen? They've been the best team all year. Um, I think the Roosters have the best roster. Yep. Um, and when those guys are on, they're on. They're a, they're a great team. Yeah. Um, if they had to no come down to those two, coaches, Craig Bellamy, but no. he gets his teams up, doesn't he? Yeah, like, he does. Yeah. I'd, oh. I'd, oh. He's, oh. Kemble Walker is just drawn. Nicholas Batum into the dumbest foul I've seen in a long time. You idiot. Yeah. Go and have a latte. Um, what's the other finals game? Parramatta-Brisbane. Um, you know, hopefully Brisbane get knocked out. They probably don't deserve to be in the finals after that loss to your doggies, who yeah. played quite well. Yeah, and I was going to put my money on them last um, week. The dogs, my favourite player in the comp at the moment is Mike Acevo oh, from yeah. the Eels. Yep. He's just great to watch. It's so a great like to see him. He's a try-scoring machine. He's a, he's a freight train. Great like, story of him making that, the, the NRL. have just got this history of bringing out guys like try-scoring machines like Semi Radradra and Radradradra and uh, and this guy, you know. Like you wonder why there's not more scouts out there bringing guys over. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, they seem to be going okay in it, don't they? So, yeah. Well, there you go. Kemble has just put them up by... Ken Burrow's just put them up by five. With five and a half minutes to go, the US. So... France I mean, I need to make a basket I, now. I can't see anyone outside of Melbourne or the Roosters like winning the NRL. Um, what about the so we've picked the winners in the NRL and we've covered the finals. What about very briefly? What about the stories that have been coming out recently? And the NRL has has this week come out and and closed the possibility of it off. But what did you think about the the, the story around? relocating a Sydney team. We spoke about this in earlier episodes when we started joking about the Perth Sharks. 
He was out. Anyway. <laughs> he was definitely out. <laughs> well, what the hell? Nick, Nicholas Batum just caught the why ball. Is this, why out are these guys officiating? <laughs> Holy moly. And then jumped back in and scored a basket, and they've counted it. Unbelievable. That's anyway. A, that's a square up, old if mate. If you're watching it, you'd be. Anyway, visual jokes probably don't work. Um, relocating. You so know what? Should somebody relocate? Like, shut somebody. Like, the, the talk was, was you, you do, it was exactly the same way that they cut. South Sydney, right? Like I said, we're just going back to the old stuff again. Establish a criteria of members of financial. Frankie viability. Smokes ties the game. <laughs> France have just tied it up. Wow, what so, a shot! So the, the plan was, well, the the story was that the NRL would establish a criteria for every club in Sydney, and the one that couldn't meet it the most would be relocated to Brisbane to be the second Brisbane side. Now, I don't know if they've learnt their lesson in the NRL, but just simply relocating a team does not work. I mean, hello, Northern Eagles. Yeah. Like, please. I mean... Stop it, you idiots. Like, ba- back to the Manly thing and the Northern Eagles, Northern Eagles thing. You know, it's, it's just all too convenient when this stuff about the asbestos comes out. Oh, yeah? Um, you know, Manly with the home ground. Oh, I Brook, love this Brookvale conspiracy. Being, Brookvale being the worst ground in the whole, yeah, whole yeah. comp. You know, well, no one's going to spend any money on Bookvale. Like the players hate playing there. Yeah, it's rubbish. Um, yeah. You know, the only people that like going there are the fans. But now they know that there's asbestos in the ground, they don't want to go. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who's that foul on? Walker. I think that was on Walker. Yeah. Seventy-six all with three wow. minutes forty to go. Um, we'll take you down to the wire in this game. Yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, like Manly don't deserve. You know, they've been around since nineteen forty-seven. You know, like no Sydney team should be moved. Um, the answer is staring the NRL in the face. Got just re- rebrand the Gold Coast. They're they're already there. Play them out of that. Play them out of Brisbane and encapsulate that whole South East West Queensland area. Problem solved. Yeah, yeah. You're isolating if a you're fan base relocate, by. Like if you're going to relocate a team, I'm like then yeah, you're right. It makes sense. Why don't you just start a new team? Like it, oh, there's not enough talent. But uh, you don't reckon? No. Uh, I mean, look how know. shit the Gold Coast are. Imagine you brought another team. That's not because they don't like. That's yeah, maybe I don't know. Surely, like surely in the Super League and and everywhere Ooh. else, there's enough NRL. France hit the lead. There's definitely enough NRL talent to to for another team. Like surely, like yeah, they'll be shit for a while, but can't be any shitter than the Gold Coast, as you said. I can't really see how it'd work with like two teams in Brisbane and one team on the Gold Coast. That's a lot of NRL to watch. Yeah, no, you can't have you can't have three South Queensland teams. I mean, but I suppose if you have a look at it, well, within Sydney, there's yeah, but you know, like this this is the New South Wales Rugby League. They've been around. Oh my wow, what a call! Oh, he's called travel. travel. This is massive. Um, so the US have turned the ball over with two minutes to go. Harrison Barnes has just travelled. That's why he keeps. It was my understanding that NRL were the owners of the Gold Coasters up to a. Around a year ago, or, okay. but I don't. I think they are now privately owned. I'm not sure what happened with the sale, but you know, I've long held the belief that uh, the Gold Coast moniker isolates that whole area of South Queensland um, and basically just takes a, a large catchment out. France up by five. Wow, um, mm. time out. Um, so the common sense thing for me would be to rebrand. Encapsulate a larger geographical area, geographical area, and maybe not even have that geographical area named. Yeah, you know, um, years ago the 
the Sydney Bull Canterbury rebranded as the Sydney Bulldogs, and they just went to a year just known as the Bulldogs. Didn't really work. No, you know, that, but they've been around forever, so they have an identity. But and you need an identity, though. You need a you need a, a region and a town. Like that's what the passion's all yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Like, but you're not just going to be calling them the Hunter Knights, you know? Like the no, Hunter, no, no, the Hunter no. Mariners didn't work because everyone goes. But for a new team, new team, new branding. You know the way you know people reach a target audience now. Maybe that works for for a for a, a, a refresh of the the Titans, mm. um, you know, yeah, yeah, Queensland absolutely. Titans or South Queensland Titans. Who knows? But um, something needs to happen. They stink at the moment. Yeah, um, they do. And then they're a bit of a basket case, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Right. I don't see them getting any better. They're not like they have recruited well for next year either. Yeah. So that's probably enough on NRL, Streety. What about what about very briefly? This is the year of the World Cups. So let's talk about two very quick things. First one, Rugby World Cup Japan. Oh, yes. It's about to kick off. Yep. I think this weekend or next is when it starts. So as the Basketball World Cup winds up, the Rugby World Cup gets going. Do you see anyone but New Zealand winning? Because I'm going to say no. No, I mean, I haven't. No. <laughs> and I still don't I, care I've about got to say, I haven't followed I it too much. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm not sure where England are at. Um well, I don't think Australia's they're going to well the We won that Bleslow game, so you know it's encouraging signs. Yeah. Um, but we went over there. For we got a fair bit of help, pumped. I think, from the referees yeah, that that's day. Right. But yeah, um, yeah. You know, South Africa generally pretty strong. Um, you know, I'd like I'd like to see someone like Ireland or you know. One of well, the they're very competitive at the moment. Yeah. Ireland, they're they're up there. I think they won the Six Nations so this year. Outside of Australia, if you're a Wallabies nations, fan, Ireland would be your second favourite team. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Everyone loves an Irishman. They do. They're always funny. Yeah, or oh, they sound funny. Yeah, so. sound funny. Jamal, yeah. yeah, that's great, right. One of the great yeah, comedians. Yeah. Oh, I can't believe they let, no, they didn't let that one go. Foul. Yeah, yeah. so I think the Rugby shows. World Cup that'll be good to watch. Now the other thing kicking off tomorrow night, Australia has retained the urn. The Ashes are, are ours again, and we kick off the fifth Test. Uh, what did you think of that? Any, did you make any of that cricket? Did, does it make it any more relevant? Do you care? Oh, of course. You know, I, I mean, care. Australia's winning now. We've we've retained the Ashes. Yeah, um, so Steve Smith is back in the good books. It'd be good if I had a transcript. That's a massive foul shot missed by the US there. Good if we had a transcript of verbatim of what we said about Steve Smith during the uh, Sandpaper Gate scandal. Yeah, um, we bagged him, obviously. Oh, I don't know. I, I have to go and listen to it again, but I, I think uh, we sort of, you know, iterated that down the line. Oh, oh Joe, wow. He, he's just missed, Mark, is that Marcus Smart? Yes. He's just missed two free throws whilst the US are down by four with two and a half minutes to go. They're going to win this, France. That's unbelievable. No USA are one silly foul away. The Macca curse continues because I said at like shot clock down at eight. after a quarter that France would lose by heaps. To a Pick and roll, big shot, Frankie Smokes. Frankie. Oh, oh, Frankie Smokes, my God. He's nailed Bill it. Bilakina. They're up by six Holy now. shit, six-point game. This is, Kemba, this is Kemba time. So the US have to find something special from one of their superstars, and the problem is all their superstars are at home. So uh, uh, it's going to be rough. I think they're going to... Uh, yep. Oh, Rudy G with the block. They're going to foul. Yeah. This so is crazy. Um, should we get some sound on? Oh, uh, yeah, sure. Uh, just, yeah, here you go. Offensive foul. We probably should bring the listeners into the room because... Oh, that's massive. Yeah, so we'll just watch... Nidale so I'll give you a bit Nidale. of a background on Frank uh, Nikilatina. He... 
It was a high, high draft pick um, by the Knicks. And the whole of the NBA reportage, like the media and so forth, have totally turned on him. The Knicks fans, um, he's, the kid's only 19, 20 years old. He just hit a massive shot. Um, his trade stock with the Knicks is going to go up <laughs> quite yeah. significantly. Um, wow. So a minute 47 to go. France are up by six. US have the ball and they are in all sorts of All right, Donovan of Mitchell... This no fouls. Historical quarterfinal so loss. This is the US, hands on the shooter. Hands on the shooter. Oh, oh, there you go. He's just scored. Oh, Walker. You nervous? Four points. No, I think the US are gone. I, uh, I definitely ride the emotion in these games. <laughs> I you ride the emotion it. in every sporting. I do. I do. You I've got butterflies. Game. Yeah. Kemba Walker's only scored nine points today. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Well, now they're ratcheting up the D, the US. Probably could Four on the shot clock. Evan Fournier's got to shoot it. Oh. There you go. They've turned the ball over France. So, so a minute Four five left. A minute left. We know Donovan Mitchell's going to hit a shot. Oh, he looks like he... So we've got a... He's got an ISO against Rudy Gobert. And he's unintelligently... Oh, oh it's a stupid foul. Silly so, foul. Joe Harris. So, wow. yeah, about that. So they've turned the ball over the U.S. without scoring. Donovan Mitchell decided that the best option when he had an ISO against Rudy Gobert was to try and get all the way to the rim. Why would you do that? That is his territory. What are you doing? Shoot over anyway. doesn't matter. Told you. The U.S. are going to lose. All right. So let's just... Okay. So if the U.S.A. lose this, mm. what happens with U.S.A. basketball? Oh... I mean, how how does this impact what happens in Tokyo? And we've well, we've said before that you know we believe that the Olympics has is held in a higher regard than FIBA ball. Yeah, yeah. But does the USA losing this game? Do you think that the the nation will either just blow it off and go, oh, what's well, no one really cares anyway, or do we think that the uh, the basketball loving public of the US are actually going to sort of you know put more onus on their NBA stars to say, hey? We actually need you guys to uh, to show up I th- I and think take the, this seriously. I think you could, but you can only press that button so many times. When and and I feel like I feel like their stars will probably won't listen because the reason they're not here is because FIBA have put this. You know, they're gone. The US. There's six points down now with 48 seconds to go. It's never gone. They're gone. Like, and Far he's just out. Rudy Gobert into fouling him on a three-point shot. So, oh. anyway, shut my <laughs> mouth. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. We've spoken about your kiss of death, right? I know exactly. Yeah, this yeah. is my kiss of death, and I'm trying to put it on the. I'm trying to put it on France. Put that kiss of death back away. <laughs> Far out. Well, I have a kiss of death. So, I. It's an interesting question. The U.S. reaction to this if they lose, I, they can demand that their stars play. But I don't think their stars are going to listen, mate, because their stars are starting to realise that that they don't care about being the most dominant basketball nation in the world anymore. I just think... I don't think you'll see in the next World Cup in four years' time that their roster will be full of all the superstars. It just won't happen, mate. I just don't feel like those guys are going to give up their summers again and risk injury and, and doing all that sort of stuff for a World Cup. It doesn't mean as much... It, what it will mean is is that what I think it will mean is is that at next year's Olympics, the US are going to come out and smash everybody, you know. Yeah. Like, um, but 
That's what I'm I saying. Think, like for, for teams like the Boomers, it's like this mm. is it. It's now or never. Like yeah, just yeah, absolutely. Given this perfect storm of circumstances that we're yeah, that's right. Faced and what we're actually witnessing as we speak. Yeah. Um, I think the retaliation is that you know these guys, the USA, if they lose, I still don't think the games. Yeah. It's not over till it's over with these guys. Um, no, no, it's definitely not over till it's over, but. You know, geez, the fat lady's warming up the vocals. Oh. She's certainly gargling a little bit. The of kiss of death, Mackenzie, is yeah. um, the I'm cupboard doors open a little bit. It's a jar. <laughs> Let's oh! see. Oh, well, there you go. Oh, hey, Kemba Walker missed a foul shot. So he had a chance to put him within Far a possession. Out. Steve Kerr just looks confused about what he's had for lunch. Like, he, I think he ordered the dim sim and got himself a spring roll. So, so this know. is the third consecutive miss that USA have made. Well, he's looking. There you um, go. It, it speaks a lot about the psychology of the sport. You know, like this is muscle memory shooting foul shots. Um, well, a lot of the US fans um, shocked, in shock. I don't know why they're in shock. He bought a shit-ass team. Anyway. Crazy. Oh, my God. He's missed another free throw, so... France are up by five with how 40 can you, seconds How can you go. get a jump ball when you reach around from the back? Wow. That's a foul. <laughs> That's a foul on Brown. Well. So it's five. I mean, so they lost no clock on that. 40 seconds, five points. And got the ball back. So the U.S. now have they the ball. they got possession. Mason what do you do? Do you Plumlee shoot a two or three? You just take the best available shot. Looking around, wondering where his key card to his hotel room is. So he's going to contribute nothing else to the game. Oh, look out. Oh, yes. Yeah. Come on, France. There you go. It's they've a massive the miss. Shot. they got a foul. And they don't oh, realize oh, it. that's a foul. And they've just fouled the best free throw shooter on the court. And this game's over. This is amazing. France. I love this. I fucking love France this. know it. France are about to put themselves seven points up here with 27 seconds oh, to go. Oh, oh, how good. And the U.S. players are starting to realise that they are going to be labelled with the newest moniker of worst U.S. team to yes. the floor. So For the record, the field pre-tournament was paying $3.40. Streety's pumped because his $26 bet is still alive. Oh, you fucking missed a foul shot. This is crazy. <laughs> yes, the $26 bet is well and truly alive. They definitely aren't paying 26 bucks now. No, he needs to put one of these in. You think they firm into favourites if they... um, Oh, six points. Mm. 27 seconds. It's it's we, We've seen countless times over the years that... He, oh, he's put his foot out. Holy crap. <laughs> Oh, it is over. 19 seconds to go. France are up by six. Stunning. You just have to hold the ball. Stunning. Oh, and it's what? Has gotten away he's from got, him. Oh, it's oh, an intentional an foul. It's around the head. Yep, definitely. They'll yeah, replay yeah. this. They'll replay that and yep. see the Two shots possession. Chris Middleton is just coat hanged bloody Decolo. It's over. That is incredible. Wow. Now, Streety, when you talk about golden opportunities, the US are gone, <sighs> Serbia are gone, 
Australia are about to play a quarterfinal against the Czech Republic. Is there a better chance of us winning a medal at a men's I'm not talking about a medal. Tournament? I'm talking about the gold medal. Okay, so there's um, stories in between games of, you know, like the boomers get together and, you know, the, after Rio they said, you know, we our scientists sit in a medal and I don't know which player it was. I, I think it may have been Bogut. He's like, nah, screw this. We're here. To, we're, we're going to win a fucking gold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, like, talk about speaking things into existence. Yeah. You have to have a wild set of circumstances for things like that to happen. And when when the chips fall your way, and we spoke earlier tonight about, you know, things just happening for the boomers, the luck's on our side. Yeah, yeah. Um, ah, he's just, just kept personal. it as a personal thing. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. you just hit these shots and it's over. You can't get eight yeah. points in 16 seconds. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, oh, wow. This is uh, <laughs> fucking massive. Um, oh, wow. So there's only... Now they've they've called that a normal personal. DiColo's going to the line with... 85-79, 16.7 seconds, 16.7, 7-point game. France. <sighs> So the U.S. are going to exit the tournament. That's massive. Fancy U.S. and Serbia losing in the bloody quarterfinals. Yeah, that's crazy. Fuck. Anyway, we might wrap it up from here, I think, because the U.S. are definitely not going to do anything from here. So they're eight points down with 15 seconds to go. Thanks for listening now, to now, episode Now, I, I might just add, um, should France go ahead and win, which I think they will, um, you know, I want Australia to win. Let's not, you know, let's, let's not get, you know, they, they, they might pick or... They're my preference. Yeah. Um, I think if France are able to pull this off, they will be the only country ever to simita- simultaneously hold the World Cup football and World Cup basketball titles oh, as a there nation. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Go France. Yeah. So. Someone might might want to fact-check that, but maybe that's one call I can make. Well, we don't have our work experience producer here today, uh, Nugget, so we're just going to go with uh, that as France being the truth. could be so. the first in the modern era, let's say, at least in the, from the 1800s onwards. Yep, exactly. Um, and well, the Americans are hanging their heads in disgust at the moment. So Basketball has been on the rise for a while, and mm. this can only be good for the game. Yep, absolutely. And this is always going to happen at some point. All right. So. You know, what do we reckon, Mac? Go the fucking boomers. Come on, let's do yeah. this. Good luck, boomers. We're behind you. All right, guys. Uh, you will hear this podcast after um, probably tomorrow at some point. It's getting late. You won't hear it tonight because you'll be watching the game. We might record a quick little recap post-boomers game. Win. If we lost, we're probably not going to talk about it. Yeah. We might anyway. Let's see how we go. We'll see how we go. But uh, you may hear from us again. And if you do, it will be for good reasons. And we will talk soon. See you guys. Bye. Hey, Macca. Hey, Shreddy. We're back. We're back. So this is the bonus little clip. Where and uh, as Patty promised. Mills oh, Patty for President Mills. He's just put the boomers up by 12 with 18 seconds to go and we're heading to the semi-finals of the World Cup. Play for a fucking medal. <laughs> Playing for a fucking medal. So we'll face Spain. We're not sure what time that game will be, but it'll be on Friday night at some point. Hours. And it's amazing. Go the boomers, oh. eh? What a game. Wow. Well, let me tell you, they stood up solidly, the boys. In what has been our bugbear throughout the tournament, we've been pretty poor in third quarters, but tonight easily was our best third quarter of the whole tournament. Well, that quarter blew it open for us and we left 
that quarter with a 15-point lead, and the boys did their best to let Checks back into it, but they yeah. steadied. Checks fought hard. They can hold their head high. Um, come out of nowhere, really. And Paddy Mills was the superstar again on the offensive Pat end. Pat Mills, like, he is, well, I'm assuming they do an all-star five for this tournament. He's definitely in it. Yep. And uh, he'd be one of the front runners for MVP. He would be, for sure. He has been massive for us as a team. So the Boomers are heading to the semi-finals. This is amazing for basketball in Australia. Yeah. Yeah. Was well, this our best chance at a medal? At a gold medal? The US are out. Serbia are out. 100%. Still, still going to play Spain. Doesn't matter. There's no doubt. We've got revenge. Yeah. We've got that bronze medal game of revenge in our minds. Yeah. I, I think we can beat them. I don't think Spain are as good as they were two years ago. No. And they're a bit older. No. Well, they're four years older, aren't they? So yeah. Or three years older. So anyway, thank you very much for coming, Czech Republic. But we are moving on. The so bonus. the Boomers will make the top four of a World Cup for the very first time in their history, uh, which is quite amazing. So we got another two cracks in the middle. But mm. this time we want one that starts with a G mm. yep. and ends in old. Absolutely. So the Boomers are through to the semifinals. Oh, Friday night. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> we might even try and uh, yeah see what we can do about bringing you a post-game from the Boomers semifinal. Maybe so. have a watch party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I'm oh, just excited. I'm excited. I'm like, like Big Kev, I'm excited. Yeah. So what did you think blew the game open, Strudy? Was it... Uh, Third quarter, I think um, we we backed up a score with a stop. So there was a key period. We were up five. Yeah. And then uh, I went to take a piss. Yeah. And uh, as I got out of my chair, I said, uh, let's turn five into seven or eight. Mm -hmm. And then you said we need a stop. So we got a stop, and then we turned that five into eight, and then we got another bucket after that. Yeah. Then they turned it over. Yeah. Then we got another bucket after that. Yeah. Uh, that put us up 12, and then um, – Traded baskets for a bit and then we hit the three to go up 15. Yep. So that was that sequence of about three or four minutes that yeah. ultimately won us the game and we'd been pretty poor in third quarters up until tonight. Yep. Guys like Mitch Creek and Chris Goulding came good in terms of they stepped up defensively. Yeah. I think Mitch Creek did a great job on shutting down Thomas Sutteranski throughout that third quarter uh, when the Boomers did blow it open a little bit. Joe Ingalls being his typical pest self throughout the game and niggling everybody he can, um, but certainly delivering with poise and grace as he always does. Yeah. Chris um, Goulding doing the NBL parade. At the end of that third, hit a big three and then uh, got a bit carried away and took one for another two metres out and missed. But then, within about 30 seconds, put another one up and it went in. And that yep. gave us our 15-point lead. Yeah, absolutely. Um, massive, massive game. Big contribution from a lot of people. Um Similar contribution as to the whole tournament from Cam Glidden, Nathan Sobey and David Barlow. So thanks for coming to China, boys. And, yeah, uh, Bogut was really big tonight. Was great. He uh, Great he game was, offensively. He was big in the fourth quarter too. He scored a couple of key buckets and made some good decisions. But again, the man for us was Pat Mills. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Money in the fourth. What's probably most encouraging about that third quarter run is... All that happened when Delhi and Mills were on the bench. That's right. So that's that's good for the other guys and um, yeah, you know that knowing that you know we can build a lead without our our two leading guards on the court. Well, we'd be going into this semi final with a lot of confidence, I think. 
and uh, and deservedly so. We've we're undefeated at the tournament, mate. And yeah. you know, and the boys have played very well up until now, and this is their best shot at a gold medal, I think. And uh, yeah, I'm excited. So, got to get through Spain, and then we'll see France or Argentina on the other end of that. So yeah, here we go, Boomers. Eh? Here we go. All right, guys. See you on Friday night, maybe. It's trying to go to bed. (laughs) (laughs) Boomers, boomers, boomers. Talk to you soon, friends. Basketball. Wow, 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 wow.